all of you Hearts Rise Up podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode. I'm Carol Chapman, your host for today. On this podcast, we share our own personal experiences, tips, and strategies, along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guests that we interview on the show. Our purpose is to inspire you to rise up to your best and highest self, tap into your own inner wisdom, and elevate your state of being, your life, and the world around you. It's that simple. So let's get right into today's episode. Our guest is Jay Herman. Jay is a storyteller, motivator, creative entrepreneur, and brand consultant. She's also been a marketing gal, a media producer, and an award-winning actress, model, and a long list of other roles. Truly a woman of remarkable talents and interests. Jay publishes a Substack weekly called Real Talk with the hashtag in front of it, which is a collection of motivational essays and curated personal development resources. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be a part of it. It's so wonderful to have you with us. I And I must say, I love the content of your blog because it really shows all of the many aspects of who you are and you know all of the human elements of of us. And I especially loved a recent post that um, talked about debilitating fear and anxiety, much of which many of us experience from time to time. But what I thought was really interesting was how you referred to the embodiment of your fear and anxiety as almost like a person, Lizzie. I love that. Yeah, I think that's important. Um an important aspect that most people don't realize is that a lot of what we're afraid of or the things that we uh, assume are, you know, overwhelming about our personality, well, they're not real. We give them life. And so in that thinking, if we give those things life, well, then we can make this personage and, and kind of boss them around as opposed to having it the other way around. Yeah. So it's almost a way of empowering ourselves, isn't it? Yes, it very much is. Well, I know that you've probably got lots of of stories that you could share as to how you've tackled things in your life and how you have risen to your best self. I'd love to just find a, a, a spot to just sort of jump in because you have such a fascinating background with all the different things that you've done. I'd love for you to just briefly share a little bit more about yourself. Well, it's interesting. One of the things that I don't do is spending spend a lot of time thinking about my past, even though, you know, I, I write about things in the sense of what have I learned uh, from events in my life. So to answer your question, something to focus on would be like my present, you know, relocating from Florida to Washington, Washington to Florida, going through surgery, um, you know, having a, a long distance marriage basically it's it's what i'm dealing with right now and so it's at the it's at the forefront of um what i've been dealing with and you know there's fear that comes up with that there's you know um am i doing the right thing um imposter syndrome there's a whole lot of elements that that have that has come up because of what i'm dealing with in my life right now so how do you manage through that <laughs> 
what is the thing that helps you the most? Interestingly, it's something that's relatively new for me in the sense of it used to be, I would say to myself, what's the worst that can happen when, you know, when I'm contemplating a new idea a new thought or a new move, what's the worst that can happen? And recently I had a follower on uh, Instagram say, you know, I really love that you say that. However, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it and say, what's the best thing that could happen? And that has given me a completely different mindset. Well, yeah, what is the best thing that could happen if I did this thing? And just that flip has made such a huge difference in how I'm approaching these new things in my life. Um, just as an example, coming back to Florida and not really having a plan other than I knew I needed to be back here. But then to be specific, well, what does that mean? What do I, what do I need? Where do I want to be? And there's a specific area in town that I absolutely positively adore. And I knew that I wanted to be back in, in this area. And so I, I said to myself, what's the best thing that could happen to me if I unabashedly pursued getting back into that area of town? And within two days of my saying that to myself, I was presented with an opportunity to move back into <laughs> this area that, again, like I said, I absolutely wow. positively love. So that, that shifting of mindset and putting um, intention, not just, oh, I want to, but really heart-focused intention to what's the best thing that could happen, that's my new focus. That's, that's my, my new you know, inspirational, personal mantra, so to speak. I love that. And so actually, to your surprise, something that is really pretty simple to do can have remarkable results for us. And, um, and I, you know, I think it'd be interesting to, you know, understand a little bit more about uh, your particular journey and um, some of the things that you've learned along the way that you could share that might help others in their challenges with uh, just with everyday things around their mindset. Oh my goodness. Something that I have learned that can help others would be one. It's not about you <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I love that. <laughs> it's, it's not all about you in that we are so consumed with what's happening in my life. And we believe that other people feel the same way or they're thinking the same thing when in fact that other people are very much absorbed in their own lives as well. And so in that, just really, it's not about you. Right. <laughs> that has helped, that has helped me more than anything because I, I have OCD. And so because I, I'm prone to obsessive feelings and thoughts, I obsess about myself. I obsess, am I doing the right thing? I obsess, you know, what will others think about this decision? And it's a challenge for me mm -hmm. to remember, it's not about me. So how have you managed to temper that over the years? Hmm. I don't say, I, I wouldn't say that I've mastered it. It's, it is a daily conscious thought decision mm -hmm. you know I don't I just like 
alcoholism and, and, and other things that people battle, it's a daily conscious decision. And I mm-hmm. think that's another aspect too, is that there is no one-time fix. Mm-hmm. You know, in most anything that we're, we're battling, there isn't like a fix it and forget it. It is, we make conscious decisions every single day about what type of people we want to be. Tell me a little bit more about your uh, journey, because you've done so many different things. And oftentimes, not everyone really knows what they're going to do when they're just starting out in life. Um, I think it's there's probably very few people that do, but you have such a varied background. Tell us a little bit about how how it's just blossomed for you in different ways. It's my life has been a series of synchronicitive events in that when I was a young woman, my, I was determined to go to law school and have a career in law enforcement. And everything I did up until college was with that goal in mind. Now, granted, as a child, I wanted to be an astronaut, and then I wanted to be a mermaid, and I wanted, you know, I wanted to do those those frivolous things that kids. I love it, but you know, at some point when I determine I have these, you know, I have a gift for words, and I have a gift for understanding people, and how can I best use that to serve others? And for me, um, I enjoy the analytical detail mind of of being in criminal justice and being in law enforcement and helping others. And so that was my goal. Mm-hmm. And so in graduating college, um, I was given an opportunity to um, apply to the FBI. But I knew that my chances of being accepted would be greater if I had military experience. Mm. And so in joining the military, it wasn't you know, with the mindset of having a career in the military, it was to be a stepping stone so that I could become the next Clarice from Silence of the Lambs. That was my goal. <laughs> I wanted to be a, a criminal profiler. And so I joined the military. I was a military police person um, working primarily, um, like, I guess, their equivalent of military intelligence, undercover type stuff. But uh, unfortunately, I was physically assaulted when I was in the military. And that for me, pretty much derailed my feeling that the law is fair. Mm. And um, that, needless to say, um, nearly ruined me emotionally. Mm -hmm. And it took a while for me to find myself again. And uh, in doing that, I got married and found that I didn't have anything else because I had spent so much time, so many years focused on that one goal of having a career in law enforcement, I had nothing else. And so I went through this identity crisis. Well, who am I? What do I want to be when I grow up? And as a bored housewife trying to figure this out, I went to the bookstore and I was reading books and magazines and I stumbled across how to make jewelry. And I thought, if nothing else, I will have this hobby until I figure out what I want to do next. And uh, I started making jewelry and giving it away as gifts to friends and family. And ultimately, my friend said, um, we should pay you for this. 
And I thought, why would you pay me to give you a gift? And my husband at the time said, well, why wouldn't you take money? Because then you can replenish your supplies. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. So I did. I started taking orders and using the money to replenish my supplies. My husband, who was an ex- just an amazing support and encouragement, said, well, why don't you go to some of these boutiques that are, you know, these local boutiques and see if they would be interested. And so, uh, again, still not feeling like I had an identity or that I had found myself or my, fall- my calling, I was embarrassed to go into the boutique and say, here, I've made these things. Are you interested? And so I, um, I lied. <laughs> I told, I told the boutique owner that I was representing a new artist who was new to the area and that these were her designs. Wow. And I don't know if that had an effect on, you know, the shop owner, but she bought everything that I had and made a request that I come back in two weeks with more stuff. Oh, wow. And so lo and behold, that started my career as an entrepreneur, as a designer, and later as a marketer, because I then had to build a website. Social media was just taking root. I had to learn how to be social and share what I was doing with others and photography. And so basically all of the the foundations of being in marketing, I had to learn because now this was my business. And that laid the groundwork for what would later become um, an international jewelry design wholesale business that became the foundation of an online magazine which then became the foundation of a media production company, which put me in the audience of people who uh, gave me opportunities to be on stage, which then started my, my acting career. So yeah, all of those things kind of just fell in line and I couldn't have planned it. I had no idea that these things were in front of me, but as the opportunities presented themselves, I, I said yes and. You know, and at that time, what's the worst that could happen if I do this? And so with with each opportunity, I just kind of stepped into it to see what would happen and what would come next. Well, I guess we have to consider the uses of adversity because oftentimes adversity can be can can create tremendous life lessons for us that one adversity that you experienced back in the military just really changed the course of your life. And having known what you wanted to do for so long, and then for that to be just ripped apart, must have been really, really tough, but it opened up a whole new network uh, of opportunities for you that you probably wouldn't have explored otherwise, right? Well, that's you know, to your point, to be open to changes, to ebb and flow as things um, present themselves, because you just don't know where it will lead. And in my case, I'm, I've been very fortunate that the new avenues that that became open to me led me to some really exciting opportunities. Yeah, there's there's really a lot to be said for the challenges that we go through in life that can be almost debilitating and just shatter our whole world and how we can see opportunities or that those those can lead to opportunities for us to expand and grow and 
find find more of what we're made of to seek out other things within ourselves because otherwise you you probably wouldn't have experienced or sought these other things about yourself well i i'll be honest it's not it those weren't conscious decisions i didn't say oh my god this terrible thing happened to me so let me let me examine how i can be a different person of course not you know i don't think most people are in or that in touch with themselves and their experiences especially when you're in the moment but i can say in everything and you know that's one incident no matter what it's important to not allow bad things to define who we are and who we decide we want to become right so for me i i never wanted or never tried to make that my platform for life right and make that my defining moment because that's i just i don't believe that i think there are some things that we're meant to do there there are pathways that we're meant to find and if it wasn't that incident it would have been something else mm-hmm. because i know that in everything that i've done i've has happened for a reason right and i, I know that i've read in one of your blog posts you refer to being a highly sensitive introvert uh, tell us a little bit more about that and how that has shaped your world with the the things that you've had to deal with and then uh, what you deal with today? Being highly sensitive. um, Well, you know, I've been highly sensitive my entire life before I even knew what that meant. Um, And now I understand Mm -hmm. being sensitive to energy, being sensitive to people, being sensitive to um, basically anything organic. Um, And how that relates to being an introvert because I'm so sensitive to energy. I have many occasions where I need solitude because I just, I, I, I get overwhelmed, um, overstimulated and it's a gift. It's not something like, Oh my God, why am I this way? I wish I wasn't this way. No, I'm grateful because it gives me an inside look into situations and into people behavior more often, you know, than I realized. So how it affects me now is just, I'm just more aware of it. You know, I wouldn't say that, you know, I've I've honed it, so to speak, because it's kind of just something that just is, but I'm definitely more aware now than I was when I was younger. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can make all the difference um, as we move forward in life when we recognize that sometimes things that can appear to be challenges for us really can be our greatest gifts, like you said. all depends on our perspective and, and also just knowing that you need to find the solitude when those heightened senses are activated is uh, something where you have you're very much in touch with who you are and how to manage through that. So I would, I would say that you probably have an approach or some things that you do for self-care. No, <laughs> no? I'm perfectly no? honest. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care for me is um, being grateful mm-hmm. in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, Oh, I need to set aside this day or this time and go do this thing. And, 
I don't have that luxury. And I, I think, I don't know, we, we take for granted that we have, we all have the equal amount of time, right? And it's what we decide to do with it. And so for me, I know that I can take five minutes, 10 minutes or an hour, as opposed to, you know, putting something on, on my calendar, looking forward to a day that may not come. But the five minutes that I'm aware that I choose to be aware right now, I have right now. So I can take those five minutes and, and, and be calm or focus on my breathing, you know, or, you know, say a prayer of gratitude. That to me is my version of self-care. Mm-hmm. Now, would I like to go out and get a massage and a pedicure on occasion? Sure. But to me, that's, that's not the type of self-care that is most restorative and most important to me. Well, I know that gratitude, uh, there's a lot of research around gratitude and uh, it has, it's one of the single most uh, things that you can cultivate to foster more balance within the body, you know, mind, mind, body, spirit, basically. It's a great medicine, if you will, for lack of a better term, uh, just by focusing on being grateful uh, because you're focusing on all the things that you have in your life that you are grateful for versus the lack. And also being grateful for the potential and the possibility. Because for me, that's the key to manifesting, mm. right? To, to the law of attraction. At least that is for me, is that I give focus to what I believe I need and then I give focus to the gratitude and being thankful for having received it. That energy to me is what attracts, you know, whatever it is in the moment. At least that's, that's what feels right to me. And that's what I've practiced. Yeah. And where, you know, attention goes, energy flows, as we know, and, and that's all part of the law of attraction is being very clear in, in what you want and being very, very clear in what you appreciate in life and being very aware of what you're thinking and feeling. Something that's new for me, you know, I mentioned changing or shifting my mindset from what's the worst that could happen to what's the best that can happen. And another thought that has blossomed from that is it occurred to me that with the law of attraction, you know, it, it isn't a, a matter of I'm going to focus on the thing and it's just going to come to me. That's, that's not how law of attraction works. At least to, to, for me, that's not how the universe works. The universe responds to what we give it and the, and the universe is forward motion, right? There's, there's nothing that in the universe, when you think about science, that's at a standstill. It revolves around something which is moving, movement in and of itself. So for, for me, and I've, I'm still thinking this through, so it's not a, com- a complete right. realized theory, but it occurred to me that if our mindset, if we're focused on where we lack, mm-hmm. the universe will revolve, resolve around that. It's still movement, we're still giving it movement, but it's, it's, it's static, right? But if we're giving focus to what's in front, something that we're, our goals or our aims and we're focused forward, the universe 
responds and continues that motion, right? Isn't that gravity? Isn't that the definition of gravity? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm, like I said, I'm still kind of toying with how exactly I want to present that or word that, but that feels right to me that if my, if I keep my mind and my heart focused on forward and gratitude and receiving, yes, that mm-hmm. that's what the universe will respond to as opposed to being fearful, being stagnant, being, you know, having doubt, um, focusing on lack. I don't, I don't want that for my presence. So why would I attract or bring the universe to that? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I have a question. Would Was there ever a point in your life where you weren't focused that way? And what triggered the shift? Uh, I think I have always been or I've always thought this way, just perhaps not as deeply as I do now. So what advice might you have for someone else who is kind of caught in that, that cycle of negativity as opposed to the, the creative forward thinking thoughts and feelings of, of more positive type things? How would someone move out of being in that negative spiral, for lack of a better term, and moving into a a more positive spiral. I think it's important to focus on what you truly desire. Mm. Make that your focus because the logistics of how you receive it, that's different, right? You can't, you can't receive or you, you can't attract what you can't see, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And so that would be first and foremost, my advice is what do you really want? What is it that you really need? You know, because most people, I think if you're in a negative and I've been there, oh my goodness, have I been there focused on, you know, am I, am I good enough? Am I right? Am am I making the right decision? What will people think of this decision? Right. I've been there, but is that, is that what I really want to focus on or do I want to feel that a decision I've made is leading to a, a, a better outcome or, or a better potentiality for myself or for someone else, or it's serving someone else, you know, and then what's the, the end game of that? What, whatever all of that is, it's definitely something positive and it's not in the here of the negative thoughts. So that to me would be first focus on what you want, what you need that's positive out there and then how you get there is something different. Mm-hmm. Making that the mindset is a great way to start to get out of that negative spiral. Right. And sometimes you don't even really know how you're going to get there. What you really need to know is just be very clear on where you're headed and what you what you want, what you truly desire. And, and if you're clear on that, then the how, for lack of a, a better way of saying it, it, will take care of itself because you're you're opening up to the universe to allow the manifestation process to happen in its own way. Just, just be clear on what you want. Exactly. And I I think the, the next part to that is you have to write it down. 
because our thoughts are fleeting. Mm -hmm. And because they're fleeting, they're not solid. And it, it makes it difficult for us to focus. But when you have a visual representation of what you want, of what you want to manifest, of, of what you're aiming for, that helps right. the, your universe and your mind's eye to see that. It's not enough to just think about it. You have to write it down. It has to be something that you can see. Whether you post it on your refrigerator or you just keep it in a notebook, doesn't matter, but it is something that you have to write down. And the other reason why that's important is because, again, those, those your thoughts are fleeting. Negative thoughts creep into our minds, but not necessarily when we write them. Because we're, we're, we have a filter. You know, when I'm thinking I'm not good enough or what will people think, I can think that. But if when I go to write down what it is I want or a goal or aim, I don't allow myself to write down those negative things. Right. I think I think that's that's true of most of human nature. We, we wouldn't write down those negative things. We'll think it, but we won't write it. And so that would be the second part of know what you want, but then write it down. Mm-hmm. Because it solidifies it. And it makes it more tangible mm-hmm. because you can you can see it and you can you can almost feel it too because it's right there in front of you exactly. and you don't la- allow anything anything negative to creep in because you're crystal clear on that that positive direction that you that you want to go. I love that, and that's actually a big part of um, I do a personal affirmation. Um, homework with my clients is what what do you want to be true of yourself what do you what do you you know like I want to believe that I'm successful right and so I write that down what do I want to believe of um, projects that I'm doing yeah I want to believe that my projects are helpful so whatever those statements are pick three to five and you write them down and then take aspects of those things and create your personal affirmation statement. Mm-hmm. Because again, that gives you that visual that you have to see, but then reciting it for yourself, especially on those in those moments where negativity creeps in, um, that's also extremely helpful. I think that's great advice, and I think it would be helpful to know really what's uh, what's on the horizon for you now, as far as how you're approaching life and the things that you want to to achieve and the things that you desire. Interestingly enough, I'm taking a step back. I'm taking a step back to have a better focus of where I am. And in that where I want to be, Mm. because I've been caught in, hmm, I've been caught in trying to figure things out to such a degree that it's, it's not allowed me to be present. And so I'm spending some time being, being present. I've um, taken a step back from social media. I've taken a step back from a lot of things, you know, newsletters and things I've been subscribed to because I, I want to give more focus to my, my present and, and where that, where that will lead. Mm. I think that, uh, 
That's great advice for, for anyone that wants to really live more in the moment. And if you want to take take a step back and reflect, because oftentimes most of us, we're just constantly going, 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 and we're just this energy cycle of activity where we're not really taking the time to step back and reflect on who we are, what's important to us, where we want to focus our our energy, and just as you were saying, just be in the present. Because when you're in the present, that's when you can have uh, a little bit more clarity about how you're feeling, your own feelings, get in touch with your own feelings, and go within to find that inner reflection or inner wisdom that makes you who you are and gets you in touch with what's important to you. Exactly. And, you know, the tagline for my blog is uh, a midlife (laughs) (laughs) anti-crisis. And to be perfectly honest, I, I may have to change that because midlife is a crisis. It's an identity crisis. You know, you're you're at a point where you're trying to figure out or be comfortable with who you are and what that means, you know, in the, the, the few years that you have left. So in that, whereas I'm all, I also say midlife is an awakening to who you who you really are. But I think it's okay to embrace the crisis as opposed to it being something negative that you have to run from. I think. Uh, you know, being in, being in crisis means you're alert to something that isn't quite right, something that that needs to be balanced, or something that needs to come back into focus, or however you would want to phrase that. So I, I think that's also a big part of what I'm doing right now is I'm not running mm-hmm. from the crisis. I, I'm I'm okay to be present in that because these are very formulative years. Uh, these last few years of what is the best thing that I can do to make a better impact for my family, for, for people I care about, for the world globally. And so I don't think that's something that, sh- that can or should be rushed. And if that's a crisis, well, then so be it. I, I'm embracing that. Well, and I think that's true in a lot of things, rather than to run from something or, or you know, ignore it or deny it, it's, it's much more beneficial to embrace it and be with it and lean into it, uh, you know, almost just lean into it and just like stare it in the face and be with it. Um, because oftentimes those things that seem like they're the scariest really aren't when when we you know look at them closely and that is the the heart of being real which is you know my theme (laughs) for this year and beyond is to be real and a big part of that is face it claim it own it be with it um that's being real yes and that's what's uh what real talk is all about too is right that's exactly right yes Oh, I love it. This has been a great conversation. You've had so many nuggets of inspiration and wisdom. And I just want to get into just a a few more fun and interesting things about you, if you'll indulge me. Of course. 
I'm just going to just kind of rapid fire here a few questions. Actually, maybe more than a few questions, but it'll be fun anyway. So if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? A palm tree. Ooh, why is that? I love palm trees. I love where you find palm trees. I think uh, there there's a lot more going inside than people think, and the the wildlife that's attracted. We get uh, wild green parrots are attracted to palm trees. Mm. So yeah, it's a it's a very more versatile tree than people imagine. I love that. And so, if you were a bird or an animal, what would you be? If I were a bird or animal, what would I be? Something in the cat family, a big cat of sorts, maybe a jaguar. Ooh, mysterious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, your, what's your favorite color? Yellow. Ooh, nice and bright, cheery. I love that. Favorite mm-hmm. scent? My favorite. Hmm, I would, uh, I'd have to say... I'm in tune with that, too. I love, love lavender. And your favorite drink? My favorite drink. Alcoholic or? (laughs) Pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. Ooh, yes. Love it. And do you have a favorite book? A favorite book? I do not. What about a favorite movie? Oh, my gosh. That's a tough one. There are so many. Anything that is a... Sci-fi action, any Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel. Uh. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I'll, I'll go watch any of that with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I used to be a Trekkie fan all the way back mm-hmm. um, to the 60s for sure. What helps you feel grounded and centered? Breathing. Taking deep breaths. I Because I'm you know, usually on the go and thinking about something, obsessing about something, I, I tend to take shallow breaths, which I think is a, a, something that most people do. So taking a few moments to, you know, take those deep breaths, mm. so that, that really helps me. Yeah, I have this book right uh, now that a friend loaned to me called The Science of Breath. That and it's it's a, it's a small short read, but I'm dying to, to get into it. Um, but, but yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, just lastly, advice that you have for others to rise up to their best and highest self. Advice for others to rise up to their best and highest self. Hmm. There's so much I could say. Hmm. Acceptance. Be accepting of yourself, of others of situations, good and bad, and be grateful. I think that's great advice, and I think that's a great way to end our conversation today. And before we close, where can people learn more about you, Jay? You can always find me through jherman.com, J-A-E-H-E-R-M-A-N-N.com. Or on Instagram on Twitter, which I like to give shout outs there. So that's J Herman on Twitter and J underscore Herman on Instagram. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we put all of that info in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. You've shared quite a bit of uh, helpful pointers and insights. And I think our listeners will be very inspired 
with much of what, if not all of what you've shared with us today. Thank you so much. Well, it's been my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. All right. All the best. And I hope at some point in the future, we can bring you back on and we'll get to uh, get a taste of some of the other things that you have done in life and the additional wisdom that you'll be able to share with us. I would love that. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, don't go yet. Stay with us just a bit longer. Before you go, we hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We also hope that it inspired you to unleash your own inner power and to rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. Just a few things before we go. We'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes because those reviews are so important to our show. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others, particularly those episodes that are your favorite. And we'd love it if you let us know what tips and strategies you use to rise up to your highest self. You can reach out to us at www.heartsriseup.com or you can email us at hello at heartsriseup.com. Well, that's it for now. Until next time, keep rising up and may love and happiness always be in your heart. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.